0: Taking a look at this next segment here. This is this is really kind of interesting. And Alan in Norville makes a good point. Okay, you've got 77% dissatisfied. 40% say are screaming for a lockdown and are fundamentally opposed to conservative politics. Okay, so let's call it 40, sure. 37 want things wide open, and they're upset that we're not ignoring the pandemic. So let's talk about the 23% that appreciate a tightrope walker and praying that they make it. And I think Alan makes a good point. Jason Kenney, I mean there's nowhere to go. There's no safe place for Jason Kenney. No matter what he does, he's going to have people angry at him. But regardless of that, when you're a political leader with a disapproval rating of 77%, that's crisis time. Let's get uh, some discussion on this with Tristan Hopper, who's a columnist and reporter with the National Post. Tristan, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Anytime. Yeah, when we're talking about 77% disapproval, you know, like 22, 23% of approval rating in the province of Alberta, you're talking about some historic lows, right? I mean, we don't see these kinds of numbers very often.
1: No, not in Alberta. And uh, usually, I mean, at any one time, there's usually one province in which someone is in the low 20s. But that's usually the premier that absolutely everyone hates and is on the end of their career. Um, So I'm thinking... Uh, Kathleen Wynne in Ontario, she was kind of at these rates at the end. And then the last Alberta example, so, you know, four years of, you know, for all the, you know, truck bumper stickers you saw against Rachel Notley, I mean, she never got, uh, you know, to the low 20s. The last time this ever happened in Alberta was Alison Redford. That's 2014, and that was just before... Uh, she resigned. So, uh, y- you know, um, you know, it's a credit to Albertans that they make it difficult uh, for for their politicians. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's particularly difficult for Kenny. And, and as you pointed out, uh, he's sort of in a unique situation. Uh, you know, just compare him to Doug Ford in Ontario. Doug Ford can just go hide in the lockdown uh, corner of the aisle. Yeah. like oh, everything's locked down. If you go to a gr- if you like look, think of a grocery store, we'll arrest you, and that's fine. Um, apparently, Ontarians are fine with that, but. Uh, yeah, whatever
0: Kenny does, he, people are going to be pissed off at him. Now, yeah. you know, that's not to say there wasn't mistakes made. Of course, of course, absolutely. But you're right. I mean, if you're a, if you're a politician, you're looking okay. Where can I try and drum up some support? What's the decision that's going to make people say, okay, he did a good job here? There's he can't point to any one thing because no matter what he does, you've got the people who will freak out if he does anything, and the other ones who are freaked out because he isn't doing anything. So, I mean, that's you know, when, like the listener says, he's trying to walk that tightrope, which is a f- a field political yeah, strategy. It, it
1: is very unique uh, in Canada. So, uh, I mean, during the federal election, uh, it even briefly became a national news story that there was this sort of opposition to Jason Kenney. And I think the, uh, the supposition uh, across the, you know, most of central Canada, so Quebecers and Ontarians are like, oh, they hate him because, you know, the hospital rights are going up and he didn't lock down enough. Yeah. It's like, well, that's true to an extent. But actually, a lot of this pushback, um, in, you know, particularly in the last weeks of the election, was from the other side. Uh, you know, we trusted you not to lock down, not to put in vaccine passports. You did that. You lied to us.
0: So the thinking, and I've, I've said this from the beginning, he's got to be thinking, okay, but the election's still a ways away. It's, we can turn this around. We still have time on our side. That that has to be the thinking, right? I mean, he's he's been pushed into a corner, but he's got to be thinking, I've still got time. I've still got time to to save this
1: uh yeah of all the of the politicians i have encountered as a national reporter for the national post usually when you meet them face to face it's actually you know surprising how not tremendously with it or smart they are um that has never been the case with jason do whatever you're thinking in your head he's like three steps ahead so um i mean it was always a joke that you know like trump was playing fourth dimensional chess and he's you know, he, he had a plan that you hadn't even seen. That's actually usually true of Jason Kenney. So I imagine, I, maybe it's not going to work, uh, but I imagine he's got some sort of very elaborate plan um, to stay in power that none of us have even considered. Um, so you know, that's not a tremendously good answer, but
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I think he believes there is a way out of this, his bottom line.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think we your average politician would be legitimately panicking. Uh, he's thinking like, "Well, yeah." He, he's thinking of all those sort of numbers and, and calculus uh, and other type things. Uh, you know, for all I know, he's you know, he's just Nixon in nineteen seventy-two and just you know, panicking and
0: you know, right. yeah. shuffling around. But uh, that's my assumption. And the problem he faces, though Tristan, is okay. He can he maybe he can get the popular vote back on his side, or at least get himself out from underwater here. Um, but the fact of the matter is. I don't think the approval rating within the UCP caucus is any better than it is among the Alberta voter. And that's where these people lose their jobs. It's got nothing to do with the electorate, because we don't get a say until 2023. But that could change this spring, once it goes to the UCP leadership review. Uh,
1: yeah. And again, uh, you know, very proud of Albertans uh, at this point. But, uh, you know, I, I never liked the idea of a politician, you know, being comfortable in yeah. that position. Yeah. Whenever I saw Rachel Notley, she just was beleaguered, you know, just... Tired and you know <laughs> uh, put, put put upon by being premier of Alberta, and that's what you want for your you know people in positions of power. You don't want it to be too comfortable or nice. Uh, so yeah, it, it, that is true. Uh, he is going into a caucus room, and this is not uh, groupings of yes men. This is this is the party he founded. Uh, nobody thought it was possible, and after only three years, uh, you know he could be fired from the party he founded.
0: The other thing you pointed out was you know typically uh, his his posture from day one has been. Big bad Ottawa is doing all these horrible things to Alberta and making mm-hmm. it so hard on Albertans. And then this week, yes. lo and behold, the Liberals go and say, we're going to stand up for an Alberta-based pipeline. That doesn't help. I mean, it helps, but it doesn't help his stance. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always great when, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, Ottawa is treating you like garbage. Um, so mm, that's that's a shame. Yeah, it'd be better if <laughs> Ottawa was like, well, we're going to shut down this pipeline and all the pipelines. You're all going to work in, you know solar panel plants in New Brunswick. Um, or something. So, uh, yeah, uh, the stars have aligned uh, in a variety of ways. Yeah. Um, because, because again, if you go back, you know, time travel to two years ago, uh, Kenny's thinking like, all oh, right, I, I know how to run Alberta, uh, but I don't know how to run a, a novel pandemic. Sure. Um, so I think he tried, he tried something unique, uh, which, um, you know, full credit, it was a bold choice uh, to sort of, you know, reopen early and drop extraordinary measures and, you uh, you know i i there's there's certainly criticisms i'm sure people are are yelling at the radios but um i think this has been a pandemic in which um you've seen a lot of politicians you know very willing to you know compromise you know entire sections of their economy you know parts of the service industry just because they didn't want to face the face the risk that they could become a jason kenny um so uh yeah if, if. If this does turn out poorly for him, and he is not going to be the premier of uh, Alberta for much longer, um, yeah, at least he gambled on something that I I do think tried to minimize harm on all sides and wasn't driven by political expediency.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's not over yet, but it, it could be getting close. Tristan, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Tristan Hopper, who is a national columnist and reporter with The National Post,